For over 100 years, the Grand Rapids Chamber has been a force for good. Our methods may have changed, but we are still creating a thriving and prosperous West Michigan for all. Para todos. For all. This is the Back to Business Podcast with your Grand Rapids Chamber. Welcome to the Back to Business Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Smithy. Today, we've we're talking sustainability. We've got a full house here today. We've got Katie Doyen, our government affairs manager. We've got Jen. Jen, I'm going to butcher your last name. How do you say that? It is Bozwinkle. We've got Jen Bozwinkle, and then we've got Keith Wynn, president from Catalyst Partners. Thank you all for coming out here today. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Awesome. And so I'm going to start with uh, Rockford Construction. Jen, I'm going to start with you. Tell me a little bit about Rockford Construction. Perfect. Well, thank you. Thanks for the opportunity to be here today. Uh, Rockford Construction has been in business for uh, going on 35 years. We are a real estate development, construction and property management firm with offices in Grand Rapids, Detroit and Florida, um, trying to really provide a full range of services to our clients in the built environment. Awesome. And then Keith, I want to go to you. Tell me a little bit about what Catalyst Partners does. Uh, thanks for having us here today. Great opportunity to talk to you. Um, Catalyst Partners has been in business now almost 20 years, be 20 years in May, and uh, we're focused on sustainable building and construction practices. Um, moving ahead with uh, um, LEED certification, but also a variety of other certifications now in this industry. Um, high-performance buildings, buildings that are built for the future and not for the status quo. Yeah, and you said buildings that are built for the future. And I want to ask, you know, I hear you guys won this, Rockford won this award recently. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, actually, I should let Keith tell you a little bit about it. We were a, a happy recipient, uh, but Keith nominated us for a great legacy award. So I'll let him kind of fill you in. The Northwest region of U.S. Green Building Council uh, every year holds award ceremonies and uh, this past year they said uh, we'd like to award a legacy award to a building that's been certified for a number of years and we thought immediately of Rockford Construction. Uh, they're one of four lead platinum buildings in Grand Rapids and they've had exceptional performance since they moved in and uh, they've really been a spark in our neighborhood on the west side for other kinds of development to follow. So we thought they'd be a great candidate for the award. Yeah, and so what does this this award mean, right? Like in the construction community, like what does this mean as a whole for, for Rockford? Well, it, it's wonderful to be recognized for the work that we've done on our own building. Um, a little bit of a surprise because we've been there for nearly nine years, so great to kind of look back and kind of recognize something that we did um, many, many years ago. Uh, but for us, when we made the decision uh, to renovate the building that we're in now and really pursue LEED uh, with a great partner like Catalyst Partners um, helping us, it was important that we were able to look to our clients and say, um, we are not just talking the talk, we are walking the talk. So to have a building uh, really demonstrate what you can do uh, from a brownfield site, an old paint and powder coating manufacturing facility to now, you know, really a state of the art uh, office building for, you know, up to 320 people um, is just fantastic. So for us, it was something uh, that was important for us to show that it could be done and it could be done well and it could be done economically um, and to just get recognition nine years after the fact is just fantastic. If you've seen the building before they moved in, you'd understand what uh, a big uh, 
risk it was for Rockford to take on this project. Uh, our building is right across the street and uh, we looked at this abandoned old industrial building uh, for years uh, until Rockford decided to take it on. And um, it's, it, renovating an existing building is a challenge, especially an old industrial building with all the brownfield legacy problems and, and everything else that came along with it. But it's miraculous what they did with um, that building to, to really change the profile of the neighborhood and come up with a really efficient building. These buildings are anywhere from 50 to 75% carbon reduction when you renovate an existing building. You're saving that much carbon that would be put into a new construction project. So right up front, that's significant. But in addition to that, uh, they're saving uh, basically 40% a year on energy costs. That's correct. And that also means reduced uh, carbon emissions. So significant, significant accomplishment with that project. Well, and for us, that was one of the reasons we decided to tackle it, right? If we could tackle one of the more difficult projects, then clearly that would pave the way for others to tackle what I would call easier, more straightforward projects. Um, but again, hats off to Keith and his team at Catalyst Partners. We also had trade contractors who participated uh, early in the design process. Um, and it was really a collaborative effort to sort through all of the potential options and solutions we had um, in the building environment to build sustainably and renovate sustainably. Um, and without that collaborative effort, I don't think we really would have achieved the success that we had. That's awesome. And Katie, I'm wondering, you know, you kind of head up our uh, environmental policy and stuff like that. How does this all work into our, you know, vision for a thriving and prosperous West Michigan for all? Yeah, so we love to hear that members are taking the initiative and really implementing sustainable changes. And hearing the 40% carbon reduction is just amazing because one of our priorities is supporting efforts to address climate change. And so businesses being able to take that initiative, know how it supports their talent needs and supports their company and their business. It's really excited to hear and it really attracts more companies to the area and more employees I mean have you seen a difference in your talent attraction since getting certification being lead focused I'm glad you mentioned that because that clearly has been an outcome um, maybe that we didn't fully anticipate uh, that having a building that people live and, and work out of every single day um, really makes a difference to them so we have seen a lot of new talent come our way um, because again, we're not just talking the talk, we're walking the walk. So it certainly is a point of pride. And in this talent market, we'll take every bump we can get. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing a lot is it's no longer, you know, a nice to have for CSR, corporate social responsibility. It's a need to have to really attract talent because businesses all about attracting people and having people work for you that love it and can contribute and are excited to collaborate and be innovative. Absolutely. And I think some of the solutions that, that Keith helped us arrive at for that building have really allowed us to grow over that nine years as a company. Um, one of the aspects of the building is an underfloor air system, uh, which is really a raised floor and then air pumps underneath it. Um, but so does all of the electrical, the internet, the cabling, the wiring, those kinds of things. So when we want to restructure its team, bring somebody new on board, um, change up that internal working environment, we can do so um, not in a matter of days, but really in a matter of hours. So the ability to be very nimble with some of those sustain also sustainable solutions has been great for us. That's amazing. The other great feature of that raised flooring system is user comfort and health and well-being, right? So you're heating people where they are 
not from systems that are away from them, uh, right in their own personal space. And you're delivering fresh air right in their own personal space. So uh, a lot of foresight in the installation of that system um, for the standpoint of user comfort, but especially health and well-being, which everybody's hyper aware of right now, those concerns. Yeah, that's awesome. And I want to know, you know, we talked about how this is not really a um, nice to have, it's a need to have. As you guys are looking at, you know, working with your clients and stuff like that, is that coming up? Are they, you know, saying, hey, this is something we don't want to have. We really need to have this like sustainability, this lead certification, all these different, you know, kind of new ways of thinking about construction. You know, there are a lot of different reasons to do sustainable construction. Um, some of them because, right, it's the right thing and we believe in protecting our planet. That's a, that's a key issue for a lot of our clients. Um, but when you get down to it fundamentally, a lot of it, revo- re- uh, <laughs> easy for me to say. <laughs> When you get down to it, fundamentally, a lot of it revolves around energy efficiency. And we talked about sort of the the savings on energy consumption, um, our carbon footprint. Uh, When we're operating buildings, we're in designing buildings for maybe a year. We're constructing buildings for, you know, a year and a half, two years. But somebody is living in that building, owning that building, operating that building for many, many decades, potentially. So energy savings that we recognize can be a clear driver for our clients. Um, over the years, in my years, and Keith's years in the industry, uh, energy costs have gone up and down and up and down. Um, we see again, they're, they're certainly up again and a key driver for our clients um, long range. So whatever the reason clients are committed to sustainability, we're happy to meet them where they're at, demonstrate the potential, demonstrate cost savings, demonstrate that this is really an easy thing to do. And another priority with our Environmental Affairs Committee is reducing energy costs for our members. And a lot of times it's just energy waste that's going out the door. I think the LEED program is a great program. Sometimes it's a little intimidating to get started in. And so a lot of times I encourage energy audits for those businesses to say, hey, you know, let's meet them where they're at and get in there and say, maybe it's just changing your light bulbs or, you know, implanting new HVAC filters. Oh, so bad. Um, Implanting new HVAC filters. And so I'm curious, where did you guys start? Where did you decide, hey, I'm going to take this LEED certification? Were you starting in sustainability before the LEED certification? And what was that process for you? So that's a really great question. We had really looked at a lot of our uh, internal practices, and Keith and his team are great at that. I would suggest any chamber members who are interested in how do I get more sustainable, Keith and his team are just a fantastic resource for doing that. It can be very simple behavioral things, non-building things. So, uh, you know, what is the, the food that you're eating on that's being delivered? What is it delivered in? Is it a recyclable product? Those kinds of things. How are you handling your waste? Um, all kinds of different options. Occupancy sensors so that lights aren't on for hours and hours at a time in an unoccupied room. Um, so all of those practices, uh, you know, we were really uh, putting in place, but the opportunity really with the new building takes it to a whole different level. Um, I will tell you, we were, you know, we were quietly hoping for lead gold um, out of this facility, kind of hoping for the best. As Keith said, sometimes renovations are harder than new construction because you're working with what is uh, already currently there. Um, so lead platinum was sort of the cherry on, on top of the uh, ice cream for us. Um, and, and again, just an example of what you can do with some collaboration, bringing smart minds to the table, uh, really working through different options um, and making the best of the building and the program that you have. So for LEED, are you going to have to continue to, um, what's it called, continue to get 
recertify that yeah, kind of continue to recertify year after year is a one-time certification we're going to be talking to jennifer about that <laughs> and certainly certainly the intent and uh we did actually track energy bills for the first five years of uh, uh, the performance of that building and ended up getting an energy star rating and demonstrated that they were actually getting the 40000 I think $42,000 a year savings that we predicted they would. Correct. So yeah. that's part of continuing that process, but there's a new program, uh, maybe not so new now, but it's called ARC. And uh, it's a low cost, no cost program to track your energy score. It aligns with portfolio manager. You can also track your waste, your water use, and uh, it automatically calculates a carbon score and can be used to uh, set reduction scores for carbon. So it's a really great program that uh, was introduced by the US Green Building Council to align with LEED after a certification is complete. Certification is very transactional. It's design related, you get it done up front, but you don't wanna walk away from the project. You wanna learn from it. And if you think about the building over the life of the project, that's where the greatest impact can be made. So tracking performance after that is, is really essential. Well, and I think also critical as we make changes to the building, as, as we have lived in it now for, uh, as I said, almost nine years, um, early on in COVID, uh, as many companies did, we looked at our HVAC system to understand, uh, were we getting appropriate ventilation? Were we, did we have the appropriate filters in place? And actually ended up adding a bipolar ionization unit um, in our building to help filter out viruses, germs, those kinds of things. A lot of, of companies and, and organizations are looking to do that, but that can also impact HVAC performance um, and, and efficiency of that unit and energy consumption. So the ability to kind of continue to monitor the building and how it's performing as we continue to live and make modifications in it, I think is really critical. One thing that you had mentioned earlier um, about getting involved early on uh, we know that in the first 1% of a budget of a project is where about 70% of the performance of that facility is wow. determined. So if you don't start out right and you're far along the path, it's pretty hard to go back and change things. And you know, it's very important to look up front at what those opportunities are, align those with utility incentives and, and really the goals of the building owner. You know, if you understand those clearly, you know, we were able to work very effectively with Rockford and integrated architecture um, as a team to solve those problems. Absolutely, and I would agree. That was one of the key goals we had moving into the building. A number of operational goals, how we were going to behave from a, from a corporate standpoint and, and being a great place to work, but sustainability being laid forward as one of the key goals early on then really drove our behavior and our decisions moving forward. That's awesome. And so I'm wondering, you know, as we look, you know, down the road, you're obviously going to be working with clients and talking about sustainability and stuff like we that. Sure are. Um, what does that what does that look like 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now? Are you still, you know, looking back and saying, hey, you know, look at this project we did? And what is what is kind of the, the next generation or the next, you know, push for this look like? You know, that's a fantastic question. Keith and I were actually talking about it out in the lobby before we met here with you today. 
Uh, really, right as a result of COVID, not surprisingly, has changed a lot of things in our world and in our lives, but the conversations around healthy buildings. Um, so we talk about buildings and sustainability, and we think about how they are gentler and kinder to our planet, um, as we talk about then also being healthy, as Keith mentioned, our, our building and our building systems, in addition to being energy efficient, are healthier building systems. Um, I think that's really sort of that next generation of sustainability is being kind to the planet and being kind to ourselves as human beings. Um, and, and where that goes, the sky's the limit. I think back 20 years ago, early in my career, looking at sustainability as something that was um, a nice to have and uh, you know something that was going to add a lot of cost. Uh, didn't have a lot of options today. It has just exploded. Um, and the sky is the limit in sustainability. So it'll be interesting to see where these healthy building movements really go. It is really exciting to see the city too taking advantage of some of these healthy buildings. Uh, they are part of coalitions. And at one point, the city in West Michigan had the highest one of LEED certified buildings in the entire country. I don't know if we're still there. It might be an old staff. It's really exciting to see us all banding together, making West Michigan healthy and clean and you know, exciting to be here. It definitely is a community that supports that sustainability at a really high level and attracts people like Heath and Rockford and the people who work for us um, to this area because we know that commitment's there. We don't really have to kind of sell it as a, you know, as a why. Uh, people really embrace the mission behind it. So I think it has supported a greater community of people who, who kind of think the way we think and, and act the way we act. It's interesting, the beginning of the green building movement here, right? Um, Michigan was a leader and Grand Rapids in particular in the number of LEED certified projects in the nation. And a few years after that, other larger cities caught up with us. Mm -hmm. So we said we have more LEED projects per capita than <laughs> in the nation. But um, the, the industries really led the way uh, it's inter interesting uh, where other cities that might have been through legislation and um, other kinds of influence. Uh, here in West Michigan, philanthropy really got behind it. Uh, the foundation said, we want our buildings that we're giving money to to be healthy, produ productive, energy efficient, environmentally responsible projects. And the industry said the same. Steelcase stepped up, Herman Miller stepped up. Um, and it, it was a very different driving force, along with the city of Grand Rapids, who set policies and said, we're going to be the first and do this. So we were really early pioneers in the process. And, um, and I think that core uh, set of beliefs are still very strong here. That's awesome. I love, you know, you touched on something that we talk a lot about here at the Chamber is how special of a place Grand Rapids, Kent County, West Michigan really is and all of the different things that we do. And I love how you touched on that, how we were one of the first places and how we continue to strive to be a region that is incredibly, you know, working towards these lead certifications and working towards um, that sustainability mindset. So I wanna thank all of you for being on the show today. Katie, if they wanna learn more about our environmental affairs, where can they go? Yeah, you can check out our website or contact me at Katie, K-A-T-I-E at GrandRapids.org. Awesome. Thank you all for coming out on the show today. This is the Back to Business podcast with your Grand Rapids Chamber.